0: eftm
1: tech
2: cars lifestyle this is the eftm podcast with travel on
0: eftm
2: g'day g'day and welcome a day late and a dollar short no no folks a day early and a dollar saved i don't know if that's a saving is that a word is it a phrase anyway it's actually monday And um, I'm freaking you out, right? Because if you're like me and you run a robust schedule in your life, you're thinking, why is that available now? Just relax. Just push pause. Do it on another day when it normally happens. But tomorrow, uh, as I record, Tuesday is Apple Scary Fast Day. So an event in the middle of the day, exactly when I would normally record my podcast, means podcasts can't be done. So I thought, you know what? Let's do it a day early. And I did. So we're ready to go. We're ready to rock and roll. And we'll do the show today. And um, if you are listening to this in the Two Blokes Talking Tech feed, completely out of date because there's a whole bunch of tech news you can find at EFTM.com about what Apple launched. Um, and, of course, Two Blokes Talking Tech will come to you uh, with all that news as well. A bit of an analysis of that on Thursday night. So we've got calls to get through, as always. Apologies to those people who I rang and they went, who's this bloke calling? And they hung up because it was not Monday. Not, it was not Tuesday uh, apologies and bad luck, you didn't get on. But to those people who did, we'll, uh, we'll enjoy a chat. We've got, uh, we've got questions about uh, TV, we've got questions about email, we've got questions about mobile phone plans and NBN and email, a whole range of things uh, to get through. Plus, I'm going to talk to Tony Brown, who is the marketing manager for LG uh, Australia, home entertainment category here in Australia. Uh, and full disclosure, LG, LG are a supporter of EFTM and uh, a sponsor of this podcast, Um, but you know, it's Black Friday coming up and I, I know the, the hardest core Oz bargainers among you know exactly when Black Friday is, but do you, do you know when it is? Can you name the date? So how far off is Black Friday and what are we going to do? What are the top tips for getting a great deal this Black Friday? Tony runs the TV category at LG and hopefully we'll uh, prod him for some info and, uh, understand what's coming and when to buy we might not find out the value of the deals coming but i think we'll get a good sense of um just some tips ahead of uh black friday and whether or not it's just one day or should i wait until boxing day so i'll put those questions to tony and you can tune in for that plus uh much more to talk about uh, right here on the eftm podcast Any time to take your calls. If you've got a question, go to the website EFTM.com. That's all you need to do. Robert did that. G'day, Robert.
3: Uh, good morning. I'm uh, having a little bit of trouble with my uh, emails. Mm-hmm. I'm using Outlook uh, 365 uh, as my email system yeah. using Optus Net, mm-hmm. and I'm finding quite a few emails to uh, non-OptusNet email addresses is being rejected with a message uh, explaining why it's being injected. Something to do with uh, Optus, or it says Sydney OptusNet uh, blocking this uh, address. And uh, it's are you, are you connected
2: of, on the Optus network? Uh, yes. And do you have anything like a VPN or anything like that in place?
3: Not that I'm aware of.
2: Okay. So how long ago did you set up that Outlook?
3: Uh, probably over – well, certainly over a year I've had 365. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, but it's it just seems to be more recently. It's a bit hit and miss. Sometimes it delivers, but most times it doesn't if it's to a Microsoft address or a Big Pond address. Okay. Um and uh, I net address is being rejected as well
2: so the normal situation when you get these kind of rejections is that it's because so let's say I had a Optus or a big pond email address and but I was connected on the Vodafone network or on a different network completely often they'll reject you because yep. they they're essentially protecting their network they, they're trying to prevent uh, someone externally using their network for spam so that, that's a pretty good You know, thing to have in place but in your case you're using the Optus network to connect you are using an Optus email and you don't have any VPNs because a VPN would hide what network you're on, that's why I asked that question Um, the only thing I can really recommend you do before calling Optus um, is to essentially, and this is going to sound weird but essentially delete the account and add it back in again, you're using the Outlook uh, software or using the website Um, I'm
3: using the Optus Oh, sorry the uh, i'm using the outlook yeah I'm software not, it's, if it's I an go app, to, it's an
2: application you're launching yeah it's uh, yeah uh, and so in in the settings uh, you know you can you can add and remove accounts to to your outlook
3: yes i, I yes. would
2: i would remove the account um and and that won't delete any emails so it just will stop it checking and sending mail but then i would go to the optus right. website and i would find the current mail service so Basically, you want to go through the process of adding again. And it may be, it's. I mean, it sounds unusual and sounds ridiculous to me, but it may be they change something in their server settings. Um, and right. when you re-add the account, uh, it will pick that up. To be honest, though, uh, Robert, if that fails, I don't think you can do anything more than talk to Optus. Have you spoken to them at all about it?
3: Uh, for about seven hours. Oh, Jesus. And they give me all sorts of ex- excuses yep. and they say that it's, a Microsoft problem and you need to go back to Microsoft. <laughs> and I I don't understand that.
2: <laughs> Way to pass the buck. I mean, that's, isn't yeah. that frustrating? And look, here's the other thing I would say to you. Um, it's probably not a bad time to start thinking about abandoning Optus for email. So you could set right. up uh, an Outlook.com account. You could set up a Gmail account. Um plenty of free email services out there and the two big ones are obviously op, um uh, Gmail and and what's now called Outlook the old Hotmail. Um because yep. what that does Robert is it opens you up to freedom. <laughs> it opens you up to say look okay. uh if in 3 months from now you get a really great offer from Telstra or Ionet or Vodafone or someone else for internet you can just take it you're not you're not linked to optus because the number one reason people stick with optus and telstra and people like that is because they've got an optus or telstra email address so exactly you know what i mean you're you're stuck and don't yeah. be stuck so yeah. uh, while working on this in parallel harness your frustration with optus <laughs> and <laughs> and and see if you can and see if you can start setting up your own other email account and remember you can stay with Optus on your on your connectivity. You can keep your Optus email address and you can add this other email account that you create into your Outlook, right? And so yep. it, will, it will check yep. both accounts. And then what you do over the right. next three to four months is you start every time you reply to someone or send a new email, you send it from your new email account and you put a little note in your signature. So it's permanently there. Please note, I've updated my email address to this. And so people that you regularly communicate with will see that. Now, if you don't mind, right. Rob, Robert, I will, I will take your details and I will pass it on to Optus and see whether they can escalate your your query, um, to see whether right. we can get you some more personal attention. Uh, I just don't, I can't guarantee that. That's all. So I wanted you to keep plugging away at it on your on your own, but I'll do my best to rattle the cage for you and see whether we can get you some support. Uh,
3: my final question is: I've, I'm not on NBM. I use 4G. Yep optus 4g do i stay with optus 4g or do i look for another internet provider
2: is there any issues with your internet because the only issue you've got right now is email right
3: yeah yeah no i have got a a, an account that suits me as far as cost and that goes at the moment which i've been using for probably about four years now which they would like me to use more data, but I don't need
2: more data. Oh, okay. Well, as long so. as you've got what you need, there's no yep. there's no compelling reason to move. In fact, the only compelling thing that you might do in the medium to long term is you might switch to their 5G service if it becomes available because it might offer you just slightly better service or speed. Um, yep. It might actually have uh, an unlimited amount of internet so you don't have to worry about checking your data limits and things like that. So I would... I would check. Do you know what you're paying right now for the 4G service?
3: Uh, $73, which includes my internet and two mobile phones.
2: Wow. Holy
3: jeez. And they're all joined together, the data, because I don't use a lot of data. How much
2: data do you get across all three of them?
3: Uh, A lot more than I need. Probably uh, 70 gigabytes, something like that.
2: Well, that's not a lot. And so if you were to start doing, you just need to be cautious of your your daily habits. You know, you need to be careful not to suddenly pick up a Netflix show and stream, you know, binge crazy for one month a whole bunch of data. But as long as you're mindful of that, then it sounds like you are on an absolutely cracking deal. Uh, If I could get two mobile phones and internet for that much money, I'd be pretty happy. But I would also need that amount of data every day so
3: <laughs> yes I'm, I'm sure a lot of people do but you know, Not at you. my age I am I'm, I'm quite comfortable with I the amount of searching I do on the net Fair I don't right. download movies or anything like that so okay
2: well I'm you're on a good thing so Robert have a try of those couple of things I've mentioned and I will uh I will forward your inquiry to uh optus and see whether we can get any assistance for you at all okay good on you mate thanks Thank for, you for getting that. in touch thanks very much Thank you. Cheers. Um, I, I, look, I don't know that we're going to have any luck with that, but hey, it's only worth trying. And look, it, it does seem strange. I feel like there's something else going on there. Um, but hopefully we can connect him with someone a bit closer to the uh, tech support action uh, and uh, and get his needs resolved. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening. Let's keep going with calls. Mary Kay went to EFTM.com and clicked ask Trev. G'day, Mary Kay
0: hi trevor
2: how can i help you
0: oh (laughs) well i did um hear you uh on the night shift the other day just talking about if you're paying any more than 20 or 25 dollars for your mobile plan then you're you know being ripped off or you should look around so i went searching and i couldn't find anything in that price bracket so i was just wondering sort of what the
2: criteria was that you might have been referring to what are you spending right now and who are you with
0: I'm with um, Vodafone, yep. and uh, I'm spending $55 a month, which 50. I didn't think was too bad.
2: And you know what? I'm on, I think, the same or one, one plan below. Now, how much data do you use every month? Not how much do they give Ooh. you. How much are you using?
0: Oh, yes. Well, that would be the question that I <laughs> I wasn't prepared to answer. Um, I don't know, <laughs> only because I just don't know. Yeah. Um,
2: and here's here's the thing, Marika, isn't it? I thought it, it you, was that,
0: unlimited.
2: Well, That's the thing. You've got this plan that's probably, I'm going to say it's 80 gigabytes or 100 gigabytes or something like that. And this is the key to that money saving, right? Now, I'm with Vodafone. I'm on probably the same plan as you, if not the one below, because there's a $45 a month plan. The $55 a month plan that you say you're on now um, offers 150 gigabytes per month. Um, Sounds about right. It's currently uh, like a, a deal at 300 gigabytes a month. And yeah, when you get to 150 or 300 it it doesn't disappear, it doesn't stop working, it just goes really slow. So yes. the problem is unless do you have home internet as well? No, you know, I just hotspot. You do ah, oh, see now there's your issue. Right, okay. So <laughs> what I need you to do, I need you to find out how much data you're using, okay? Yeah. Because you're you're in a sweet spot. You're you're paying 55 bucks a month essentially for home and mobile internet because you're using the one device, right? So, yeah. different situation. But let me just point you to this concept. Um, Kogan Mobile, who are on the Vodafone network, so it would be exactly the same as what you're currently, currently experiencing, they have a plan yeah. for $300 that offers 500 gigabytes for the year. So, that's where I start talking about those you know lower-cost plans, right? So, $300 um, is a year's worth of data. That's $25 a month. And you just all you're doing ah. is, all you're doing is paying up front for 500 right. gigabytes of data. Now I've got to tell you, that's a lot of data. That's 41 gigabytes of data per month, and, and okay. the average person uses between five and 15, depending on who you ask. Now yeah, uh-huh. you are you are above average, Mary Kay. I will say right. because you're okay. using your phone for more than just the phone. So my wife hotspots yep. her phone to a laptop now and then. I don't bloody well know why because we've got Wi-Fi everywhere. But anyway, let's move on from that. And <laughs> she goes, she hits her limit, and and every couple of months we have to top her up with five bucks or ten bucks on Kogan. But if you oh. if you were to, were to either call Vodafone today, check recent bills, or use the My Vodafone app to have a look at what you're actually using, and look at the last three months. Never look at just one month. Look at three months, so you got a bit of a oh there was a big month, bad month, whatever and see yep. if if you're anywhere near forty to fifty gigabytes per month or less, then you absolutely don't need to be on that fifty five dollar a month plan. But if you are oh, using okay. one hundred gigabytes a month, then you're probably hmm. on the absolutely ideal plan for you okay what what's the what's the most data intensive thing you do at home when you're hotspotting streaming uh,
0: uh, no, I watch the occasional movies. But very rarely, like I used to have a, you know, I used to have a pay TV plan, but I don't have any plans anymore. So,
2: so you got Netflix, um, you got Stan, you got Disney, you got any of those?
0: No, 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 I don't don't do anything.
2: And where are your movies coming no, from?
0: They were like a, that's what I used to do, but I haven't, I, I don't have any of those plans anymore, so I, I'm not using really for anything um if i hotspot it's to maybe watch uh, the odd show yep but that's like so uh, and it's not on a it's not on a stand or a netflix it's Mm -hmm. just like one there's a yeah one thing that i watch on yeah Uh, but um hardly ever
2: be blown oh if that's the case i'll be blown (laughs) away if you are using more than 25 or 30 gigabytes a month be blown away
0: yeah, so, I listen to podcasts yeah. for about five hours a day. But, but every podcasts day.
2: podcasts are audio; they're tiny. Like a audio so podcast is like yeah. fifty to a hundred megabytes. It's not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, it' fascinating. I can't. I, I need you to come back to me. I need you to let me know what your data usage is. And you need to you need to spend twenty minutes of your life, life admin, just to on yep. the phone or in your emails looking at those bills. Because they never, it's not just a big number they put. And I'm with Vodafone, it's not an obvious number in the bill that says you use this much data. So um, Mm -hmm. just ring them up and say, hey, I just want to know for the last three months, what has my total data usage been? And if they say why, you say, I just want to check that I'm on the right plan. And if they say, let's sign you up to another plan, you say, no, 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 just tell me what my three months have been and then I'll go away and assess my plan because honestly remember that's that $300 plan i mentioned to you that's $300 you pay today you've got your whole next year paid for um, that's 500 yeah. gigabyte you could spend less yeah, like my wife is on the $120 a year plan plan that's $10 a month
0: oh wow and that's kogan
2: koganmobile.com.au it's on the vodafone network it's yeah it's everything you need and if you have sure. a if you have a busy month you can get a data pack that you just pay 10 bucks and you get more data Fine, whatever. Yeah. But if you do it regularly, then you're on the wrong plan mm. for use. That's why you should always research first before you go into these twelve month commitments. But that's where the savings are. is paying up front, being committed, um, and and owning your phone outright, which you already probably do. So I think we can save you some money, Mary Kay. So please come back to me and let me know how you go with your data usage. I want to know. I will do. Thank you. Good on you. Good luck. Okay. Bye bye. Cheers. There you go. Um, See, that's it's fascinating to me. that There's someone who's not streaming a lot because we kind of we kind of talk like everyone's doing it, but in reality, it's not everyone. It's absolutely not everyone. And there are people like Mary Kay out there who's probably just trying to, um, be be smart with the money. Simple as that. And I think we can save uh, some serious coin. This is the EFTM podcast.
0: EFTN.
2: Now, it's not something that I have marked in my calendar like say Christmas or New Year's or even Boxing Day, but it is probably, and my next guest might help me here, but it is probably the biggest shopping day of the year. It used to be that it was Boxing Day that we'd we'd spend the most money, we'd have the most hype around, but I just feel like Black Friday is taking that mantle. For several reasons, I think it's an uh, I think it's important time of year to be just selling more for retailers. And I think it's globally, especially out of America, it's just such got it got such big hype that the uh, the Black Friday, which by the way is just a whole week of sales or a weekend of sales, uh, is an important time of year. So if you if you're not across it yet, you're about to be because uh, Tony Brown, marketing manager of home entertainment at LG Australia, joins me on the line. G'day, day, Tony. Hello,
3: Trevor. How you doing?
2: You only normally talk to me when we've got a big new TV launch or something and and whatnot. But this oh. is this is as big as a new TV launch, right? Because this is this is. Is it bigger than Black Friday? Is it uh, one of the biggest times of year or the biggest?
3: It certainly is,
4: Trevor. And I think you should all – all your listeners should write down the 24th of November as this year's Black Friday Um, and it is coming up very soon when consumers can get – amazing deals on a whole range of uh, products out there including home electronics.
2: And I think that that's the point right it's uh, it, its heritage is actually in tech in a big way because retailers in, in tech in America really push this as, as a day day after Thanksgiving, all this kind of stuff in America. but Australian retailers have absolutely embraced this in a in a massive way. It does feel like the last three years has been its, its real peak and this is probably going to be the biggest Black Friday we've ever seen in Australia.
4: That's certainly what we're expecting, and that's the feedback that we're getting from all our partners out there in the retail trade. Um, it it's, it's really makes sense to people. Yes, it did come out of the US, but effectively, it's getting those products before Christmas because the, the typical Boxing Day sale was um, prices go on sale after Christmas. But with Black Friday, you can get great deals uh, for yourself, but also if you're looking to buy some gifts for
2: friends. It also feels a little bit like a season, even though it's uh, essentially the Friday and then the weekend we'll talk about Cyber Monday and whatnot. But there are deals starting to drop and have been dropping for the last little while, aren't there? So it's it's not a bad time to be just sussing out the market, right? So if you think that you're going to want something for Christmas or you're going to buy something for Christmas, if you've been waiting to get some, some sort of upgrade, there are some deals already out there, aren't there?
4: Uh, there absolutely are, Trevor. And what we're finding and seeing in the marketplace is that each year people are, the competitors and the retailers are wanting to get a bit of a jump on, on the other brands and um, uh, get out there a little bit earlier. So my tip for your listeners would be to get a plan together now of what you really want and just keep keep your eye on, on uh, retailer sites, manufacturer sites, um, because really Black Friday starts a lot of time before actual the Friday.
2: And that's that's the important part now about then, okay, so we we think we know what we want. Like my wife and I are already talking about the kids. It's like, okay, Jackson thinks he wants this. We think he might want that. So you're thinking about yeah, everyone in your family and, and the overall family because a lot of these purchases become family purchases like TVs and things like that. But the yeah. other thing that I think is critical here is not impulse at this point of the year because – the worst thing you can do is impulse at something based purely on the price. So research becomes critical.
4: Absolutely, it does. And I would say to you, in the TV space, you're buying a television that you'll often keep for five years. So the last thing you want is that sort of buyer's remorse after you've bought something that you thought was a great price, but you didn't. Re- it wasn't the one you actually wanted. So like I said, I think – get a plan together now. You know, are you going premium? Are you going the top end of the market in OLED? Do you just want a big screen? Or are you happy with a standard sort of TV with all the apps on it? But mm. put that plan together now and get the brands that you that you love on that list. And then keep checking to see what the prices are going to be.
2: Because I, I don't know if you've got data on this. So I'm sure the retailers have a sense of it as well. But most of the purchasing is done or most of the purchasing decisions are made before they hit the store they've at least people have at least narrowed it down haven't they 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 get to the the store and they they know broadly what they want and it may just be you know an arm twist from the retailer that gets them over the line on one versus the other that's where the research comes in
4: that that's right Trevor and we kind of look at it as the rule of threes basically consumers tend to get three brands um, from a category. So if they're looking at a TV, they, they get around about three leading brands in, on their list and then they go into about three retailers, whether that be in the actual stores or online. Um, and, and I would definitely encourage that. Do your research, have a look at what journalists like you guys are, are saying about the products. Um, have a look at what other consumers uh, are saying by looking at um, reviews and stuff on Google. And, you know, go in there and don't be afraid to ask for a deal, even if there's a big special on. Um, We're we're all keen to give consumers great deals at this time period.
2: And how important is the setting of a budget? Because I feel like that should be the most important thing, but I also feel like it's going to a home auction. You know, you're like, oh, we're going to bid to 1.1, but what's the most we can do? And you kind of think you've got an upper limit, but... A TV, for example, is a huge variation between brands, sizes, even within just LG. You could just say, I oh, want 65? And there are multiple options there. And sometimes you go, I'm going to fit it to my budget. But sometimes also yeah. just uh, just a touch over might help or a touch under might give you exactly what you need. So where, yeah. is, is budget the most important thing or is it sort of secondary to, to meeting your needs?
4: Uh, look, Trevor, I think budget um, plays a huge role in terms of how people sort of start the shopping process. And they typically go in with a larger budget if they're looking to replace their living room TV versus maybe a smaller budget if it's if it's a smaller room or even a bedroom that they're putting the TV in. But w- what I would say to the people out there is that have a look at what you're going to be using that TV for. So if it is in your main room, and what you really love watching is the Netflix, uh, you know, huge amount of Netflix or Prime Video or Disney content apps, and you've got stuff running there in Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos, and you want the the very top end of screen technology, then 65-inch OLED TV that LG's been uh, manufacturing for a long time is such a good option for that really premium end of the market. Mm. But... If it's like a family room and you know you've got a bigger space there, you want maybe a 75 inch, even 86 inch uh, LED. So we've got some good premium LED TVs in our QNED models. Um, a little bit cheaper than an OLED because the screen technology isn't as, as advanced. But you can afford to go to a bigger size um, product to you know fit more of your family around to cheer on your favourite sport. Um, but then again, you know the UHD range uh, is, is our sort of entry model. Um, and we range, you know, from very small sizes, like 40, 40 inches around there up until 86-inch uh, sizes there. So if, if the TV technology or picture technology is not the main thing at your priority list, um, you've got a very good option there. So I'd say budget's important, but have a look at what you're going to be using that TV for, first yeah, of all.
2: great advice. The, the interesting part of Black Friday is that it's not just Friday. We've already talked about the fact that there's already deals, yeah. but you could kind of say yeah. they're, they're your regular kind of pre-Christmas deals. But that focused weekend, that Black Friday weekend, is actually very well structured. We might, as, as average Joes, think, oh, I'll go and buy a TV on Sunday or whatever. But there is actually a bit of strategy, Tony, from what I hear, to when you buy across that savings weekend, call it Black Friday weekend.
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, Trevor, as we've sort of talked about, putting a list together of what you want and then keeping your eye out on the market, I would give you and and also your viewers or consumers and and listeners the tip. It's probably going to start before Black Friday this year. (laughs) And as I said before, you know, there's some great deals that are going to be available out there in the marketplace. So don't Miss out if if you've got if you've defined your list if you know what you want and you see your product go on sale early get in there and grab it because there are possibilities that it will um, be sold out or, or you'll have to trade off to something else. And, and later that's on that's the, the
2: issue, day. isn't it? You you think you're holding it's like the stock market. You think you're holding out for the low. Yep. You're going to buy at the low or the housing market, whatever it yep. is. But actually, you don't know what the low is going to be. And secondly, if you do wait, so let's say Cyber, Cyber Monday, for example, which is now what we call the mm-hmm. Monday after Black Friday, um, yep. it it theoretically could be one of the best days to get a bargain, right? Especially if there's been targets set and all that kind of stuff. And I guess, firstly, is that true? And secondly, is the biggest risk to that stock and availability?
4: And and that's the part I'd probably talk about, Trevor. In, in the last three to four years, with all the changes that have happened in the world, um, supply chains and stock has become such a big part of how we run this TV business. And I can tell you, LG has brought in uh, a good quantity of you know great products across those ranges that I've told you for this Black Friday period, mm. and the boat trip from overseas can't be done in 24 hours it's it's a long time so if all our products sell out on the friday then um we'll we'll be very happy but unfortunately people will miss out so i it's a risk that you play i'd say it's a risk that you play that if you really want a certain model and you've saved up and you see the great prices i would buy it as soon as i could um rather than waiting for that chance that it might go a little bit cheaper on Monday.
2: And I think that's why it's really good to start looking now. We're talking less than a month till Black Friday, but the the thing about looking today is you can see what the price today is. You can see what the Mm -hmm. value is against maybe some other sales and things going on with other brands that you're not looking at, whatever it might be. You can get a sense of the market. Weirdly, I do feel like we're talking about real estate. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you you before you buy a home, you look around the suburb and you, for months it might be to understand how much the the, the a, pro, a property should be worth. It's kind of the same mm-hmm. right now. You should understand what it's worth now so that you can essentially say to yourself, "Look, it's two thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars today, end of October. Mm-hmm. If that thing gets yeah. to two thousand three hundred, I'm in. Like I think that's a great price. Now, yeah. this for me, my number one tip is don't look over your shoulder. If you buy a product. And it's a great deal. So let's say that example, I'm just making a number up here, but let's say you get $700 mm-hmm. off a $3,000 TV or fridge or whatever it might be. That's $700 saving. Awesome. Don't look at the bloody specials the next day and find out that it was $800 cheaper or $900 because you can't be sure that you would have got your stock. You can't be sure that you would have made it. And frankly, you still save money. I mean, that's the challenge. It's, it's hard to not look over your shoulder, but I think it's important not to.
4: Oh, look, look uh, no, I think that's all, That's very good advice as well, Trevor. I think your analogy of the real estate is, is good because it's an investment. You're investing yeah. in your home in, in, in at least my category or LG's TV category and soundbars. It's your home entertainment experience. You know, do your research, look in the market, what's good, what people are saying. Are you going to go up in terms of premium screen technology? Are you going to go up in terms of size? Are you going to add, you know, a big Dolby Atmos soundbar to that experience? And once you've picked that model, and you know the standard price, and then you see an advertised special, and it, and it works for you, then jump in there and get it. And and you know, for five years, you'll have pr- probably leading edge, or probably from your budget and value perspective, leading edge technology that that you'll you won't regret um, that experience that you get out of it.
2: Where, where do you sit with regards to, obviously, your direct channel, so LG, the website, and you have all mm-hmm. of the prices, all the information there, and you can buy directly, right? Now, I I imagine there's a preference from some people that says, you know what, uh, I'm going to buy direct because I feel like a one-to-one relationship with the manufacturer is the best thing I'm going to get for support, after-sale service, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, versus the potential for there to be a better deal on on another website, is it still worth – what I'm essentially saying is over Black Friday, is it still worth including the manufacturer website in those um, that's shopping around because they they too show the discounts of Black Friday?
4: Oh, yeah, it's definitely worth having a look um, and coming to not only our manufacturer site but uh, the other brands as well and and Mm -hmm. going to the retailer sites to see what sort of deals you get. There's definitely a segment – of the market, who's very happy and and has a preference to buy direct from the manufacturers via our, via our, our website, but but the majority of our sales go through our leading retail partners, the JB Hi-Fi's, Harvey's, Good yep. Guys of the world, and I think um, do your homework online is my advice. But especially in the TV category, is is get in store even if you're not getting in for the Black Friday period, but get in it maybe even the weekend or two weekends before. And see what you're going to buy. Like literally have a look at the picture quality. Look at the design of the product. Um, so I definitely recommend going and seeing our products at those leading retailers just just to make sure you're going to be happy with that product that you get into your uh, would, lounge room.
2: I would say your most recent product for me would be something like the 42-inch Flex, OLED Flex gaming TV, yep. right? Now Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. a TV that's perfect for a small room and for a desktop gaming. A whole range of different scenarios. That's that's almost brand new, Tony. Does that kind of TV hit the sales, or is that? Hang on, guys. Wait till next year.
4: (laughs) Um, That that will all be revealed in the coming weeks, Trevor.
3: Tease.
4: um, (laughs) Have a look. That technology, that OLED technology, will definitely be included. In, in the sales we've got a number of um models in oled from sort of entry to mid to to really getting up to the premium that will give you that oled technology but um i can't give you give away everything
2: today what was the point of you coming on if you're not going to give us a scoop okay come on, Tony. <laughs> Fair no, so let, let's talk give about it <laughs> let's talk about 2023 um You've had a, a massive range of products hit the market across a whole range of things. As you said, UHD, NanoCell, QNED, OLED, OLED Evo, you know, is the, firstly, is the trend still go big or go home or is it, I mean, you you do play heavily in the premium market. So I wonder whether you still see the, the 65s and 55s as being a, a huge chunk of the market because at your end, and for an OLED, that is a premium TV where other people are spending that much money on a 75 or an 85. What's the market show yeah. today?
4: Look, the the market, Trevor, has been very interesting yet again in 2023 we are still seeing a shift of australians up into demanding big screen tvs so 75 inch 86 inch there are actually 98 inch models out there in the market that our retail partners are selling more and more of every day that australians love of technology and big tvs um, isn't slowing down in terms of the sizes 2023, though, has been tougher as a total market in terms of, you know, everybody's facing some challenges out Mm. there with rising interest rates and and petrol and and electricity and things like that. So we've seen a slowing down of of the market in some premium sectors, but um, we're doing very well uh, with OLED still, uh, still the market leader there, 10 years in that category. And as I was sort of saying before it, it depends upon your usage at home. It would be yeah. my advice for one to go to. So if it's if it's all about screen quality, go for that leading-edge tech OLED. If you want a bigger size with, you know, better color, go for the premium LED, mini-LED um, product like a QNED or a Quantum Dot LG. Um, and then, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with a brand-new 4K UHD right. uh,
3: TV
4: as well from from LG. Some people are very happy with that. Um, standard picture quality because it's a brand new TV in 2023. Yeah, so, so it's probably way a better than better the than,
2: seven-year-old TV they're replacing. Look, that-
4: uh, it, and that's that's exactly right, Trevor. It's it's a step up anyway into that that standard entry model, but you can keep going up in terms of screen tech or, you know, at some levels you have to make a uh, a decision between screen tech and um, uh, TV size, but the, we've got you covered in, in whatever direction you go.
2: Now, you may just laugh this off and not and, and bat it off to the keeper, but I'm curious as to how you feel. Maybe that's the wrong way to phrase it, but you get to a point where you have been running the OLED market for 10 years. You're absolutely dominating it. Do you smirk when you see the announcements from other brands getting into OLED after all these years when, in reality, we've all always known that there's nothing that beats OLED? There's just nothing that comes close. You can try yourself with other technologies, as can other manufacturers. There is just a premium and outstanding picture quality that comes from OLED, and yet it's taken 10 years for everyone else to catch up, really, hasn't it?
4: Oh, it absolutely has, Trevor. And I think, as you've said quite rightly, LG has been dominating that OLED space for 10 years. And and the benefit of that, I suppose, is that, you know, we're up to – Tenth, we're going into eleventh generation panels, and and what we do as most manufacturers do is just focus on making it better and better and better. So, you know, we're up to eleven versions versus you know second version from our competitors. But look, competition is good. It makes us try harder. It makes the guys up there in Korea make better products. And I think the winner out of all of this is the consumer because. Um, you know, we're pushing the limits of technology. That Flex product you talked about um, is, is bendable. The OLED screen is so thin. Mm. Um, there's other fantastic innovations that I'm really um, hoping to, to take you through at CES coming up in January this year. Um, so really the innovation and the competition just drive things drives things to a better space for Australian consumers in terms of picture.
2: Just finally back to sale thoughts. If you're mm. not, and you know, cost of living stuff right now. So if you you know you want or need for something different, bigger, better, premium, whatever it is you're looking for in your TV space or other parts of, mm-hmm. of entertainment, but you you just yeah. know that this is not the right month. Like I don't know for whatever mm-hmm. even November's not going to be right. Are there still decent deals post Christmas? You know, uh, Boxing Day and the like, or or is this the best of the bunch? <laughs>
4: I, I would probably answer that in two parts, Trevor. I would say that the, the Black Friday sales period, as we were talking in the beginning, really has gotten bigger and bigger and better and better across the last few years. And so most big manufacturers and most big retailers are really putting a lot of their attention into this Black Friday period. So read out of that what you will. Yeah. Um And I would also say from a second perspective and, and, you know, do this responsibly from from your finance perspective, but there's a lot of um, uh, interest options or um, options that you can grab a great deal and sort of pay it off. Uh, with finance um, packages and things like that, with retailers and, and other areas. Black so like Friday is kind my, of like
2: kind of like the car the car uh, industry. You know, they they want you to walk out the door with a car, so they'll help you. They'll they'll a they'll find you the best deal. B they'll happily happily help you finance it if you need to and can and and do that yeah. responsibly, as you say. But the, yeah. you know, the the bottom line is the retailers want to make sales. <laughs> you you are the power is in the consumer. Am I right? It's not like you. You, this is a tough market, as you've said. So the retailer is going to be excited to see people coming in, willing to spend one, two, three, whatever many, many thousands of dollars on on products. So take that and and use it as a consumer, because you're the one that holds the power.
4: Exactly, exactly. Us, you know, there will be great deals, but ask for a better deal, and and you know, go up the screen sizes and say, you know, you're trading up or you're adding to your package and. Therefore, ask for a bigger discount. So you've summed it up. The, the retailers and us manufacturers would love to see all the consumers in store um, asking for great deals and getting great products.
2: That's the tip. Ask for a good deal. Simple as that. Tony, thanks for your time, mm-hmm. mate. I hope it goes gangbusters for you this Black Friday.
4: Thanks very much, Trevor. All the best.
2: for listening Trevor long taking your calls Gus is on the line G'day, Gus hi Trev how are you going yeah real good mate real good um I've got a quick question for you thanks if- for your time big fan big fan of all your advice on the radio various programs thank you buddy. um I've, I've noticed thank you I've noticed over the
4: past few months my hotmail account is being bombarded by junk email God knows where they're coming from yeah. um, I'm deleting up to 100 emails per day. Wow. So what can I do to resolve this issue?
2: <laughs> I mean, it's probably happened because you were involved in a data leak, or, you know, something like that, and your your email address is now out there on the wide web for uh, you know randoms to uh, abuse and uh, and send spam for possibly. Right? So that, yeah, that's, that's, and, and
1: very unusual, yeah, very unusual email from different companies and yeah, you know, fake emails, maybe spam. Yep.
2: and they're always rubbish, right? But here's the thing: um, d- does your Outlook put them into the junk folder or does it put them in the inbox? Uh, in the inbox. Wow. And is there no spam mm. filter on uh, Outlook? Um, look, I'll I'll have to
4: check um, to see if I've got that switched on.
2: Do you use your phone or your computer most for checking mail?
1: Uh, mostly it's my computer. So it's Outlook
2: Express as in the app. God, good old Outlook Express. That's been a while. Um, look, mm. my, my, <laughs> my challenge is my go-to for email is Google. Gmail, right? And it is unbelievably yep. good. Like I'm telling you, it gets mm-hmm. too much. It pulls too much out. I've I've definitely missed some emails because they went into spam, but I'll be honest, I'd prefer that than seeing all the rubbish in my spam folder. Um but the yep. thing is you, there is a trick you could use to mm-hmm. essentially use Google's smarts to use against your um your Hotmail. So all you do is create a Google yep. account, a, a Gmail mm-hmm. account, and then when you go into the settings, you actually set up your gmail account to check your hotmail account so it'll go away so think of gmail so think of a web browser you open up you know internet explorer or chrome whatever you use and you go to mm-hmm. gmail.com think of that process as the process you currently do which is opening up outlook express so i don't use oh, okay. i don't use outlook i don't use apple mail i don't use any software for mail mm-hmm. i just open up a browser and go gmail.com and then i log in and I've got multiple old email addresses that my Gmail goes and checks. Every couple of minutes it checks for new mail at my EFTM address, at my old Candela address, at all different places, right? And it all comes to one yep. inbox. So I'm wondering mm. if if you if you set up a Gmail account and then set it up to check your Hotmail account for you, if it's actually going to detect all that spam and put it in the spam filter. And and you could do this okay. without without changing anything on your Hotmail end. You could at the very least test this out and then understand whether or not it's an effective process for you. Um, because then uh, the, w- the random thing you could do on top of that is delete your Hotmail account from your Outlook Express and get your Outlook mm-hmm. Express to check your Gmail, which is already filtering out the spam, and you're in a better place. But, mate, if you're getting 100 a day, you'll know – with just two days of testing, whether Gmail is going to filter out those spam messages you're getting. The other thing you've got to think about there, Gus, is the fact that if that email address is so badly, I'm going to say infected, which means it's you know it's on the dark web, it's probably on the public web and it's being used, mm. then you're probably better off shifting to a new email address anyway. So, okay. So just to up, be on the safe side. Yeah. So set up a Gmail account and only only use it for your trusted friends and family uh, and the most important accounts in your life. And then you'll know that that's the place you can go for kind of safety and serenity, <laughs> but bottom line, okay. Fabulous. Gmail.com, get it to check your hotmail and see if that helps.
4: Thank you, Trev. Good great on you guys. Advice, Have always. a great day,
2: mate. Cheers. Thank you, Trevor. Good on you. Thank- no Bye. worries at all, mate. Cheers. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I've never actually tried it. So if you've tried that, uh, let me know. I'd, I'm curious to know whether, firstly, whether using Gmail to check a hotmail will work. I'm sure it will but whether it will actually filter via spam the, the messages coming in through Hotmail, which I think it will. And then imagine using Outlook to check your Gmail, which is actually checking your Hotmail. It's not It's going to mean, you know, like a delay of a minute or three on message receipt, but I really don't think we live in a world where that's that big a deal, is it? Other than, you know, when you get those verification codes that aren't text, they're emails instead. Maybe, maybe that's the only time it's an issue. Anyway, good on you, Gus. Thanks for getting in touch. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Let's keep going with calls. Dean is on the line. G'day, Dean. Yeah, hi. How are you? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you?
1: Yeah, I'm looking at buying a Sony Bravia uh, uh, 75-inch TV to -hmm. update um, I was just wondering if you could give me some information um, and, yeah, whether it's a good purchase or, um, yeah, good brand.
2: I'm a big fan of, of the brand. They've been pumping out beautiful stuff. I love the fact that it's a Google TV. Um, so basically built in is uh, everything you need in terms of uh, apps and all that kind of stuff. What's, uh, what what price are you getting that at roughly?
1: Um, it's just under the two thousand three hundred mark, so two thousand two hundred and ninety seven. Yep,
2: and that obviously fits your budget perfectly, yeah.
1: Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I was looking at a um, another brand, um, but the the retailer that we went to gave me yeah some good information on on the Sony, and um said that for the value it was a I think he said it was a a a black backlit TV, yep. and he said for the the um the value and the, the quality of the TV is a really good purchase.
2: Okay. No, I don't, no, I don't disagree. To be honest, looking at that price range, um, uh, is it an X 90 or an X 80 you're looking at? Do you know? Uh, X 90. You must be getting it from a great place. Cause that's re- Retailing for three grand right now. Oh, okay. So, so make sure they honor that price. Uh, they told you because you know, the X X80... 80, yeah, he gave me
1: a, he gave me a quote for 90 day. Um, for, for 19 days. Perfect. Uh,
2: That's good. Said, so, um, look, like if I look at mid, so you're dead December. set on a 75 inch, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, just for the space that we got, I was looking at an 80, but given where the lounge is situated in the um in the living room and all that, yep. um, he suggested that it might be a little bit too big for the the area of the the lounge room.
2: Perfect. Well, look, honestly, if I look, I'm looking at JB's right now, and thinking. Look, the only other options would be the TCL eight four five because it's mini LED. So that's one. So you talk, you, you've learned about edge light, backlight's better than that, full array, and then you go mini LED. So the TCL C eight four five is also a Google TV. It would probably have a slightly better picture, blacks versus contrast, um, because it's mini LED. But would you notice in everyday viewing, every every single day, maybe not. So. Unless you could get that one for less, I'd stick with the Sony, mate. Beautiful TV. Don't worry. Thank you. Enjoy, mate. Happy viewing. What do you watch most on the TV? Um, Sport,
1: uh, free to air mainly, a few Netflix. Um, the, The retailer said, you know, if we were looking at going gaming and all that, he most probably would suggest a Samsung. He said, but given that it's Netflix, free to air and mainly just Foxtel with sport. Um, that was the one that
2: he recommended. I'll tell you right now, even if you went gaming, that's a great TV. Oh, okay. So <laughs> don't, don't sweat it, mate. You're getting a great TV. No worries. Awesome. Simple as that. All right, mate. Enjoy. Happy shopping. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Anytime. Thanks for no worries at all. Um, that's what happens if you email uh, eftm.com, click on Ask Trev. We'll, uh, we'll get in touch. We'll see if we can help you out with something uh, that's going on in your tech life. Remember I used to say that? Um oh my god that was uh, also on the weekend. Let me just check. I'm pretty sure I got a notification uh on Sunday the 29th that in 2009 it was my first ever Your Tech life. So what's that? 2023 to 2009 14 years. 14 years I've been doing this rubbish. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's been a while and I don't intend to revert to the old name, uh, just because it hasn't, it wouldn't make any difference. Uh, so we're all good, but, uh, yeah, 14 years. I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty proud of that. I'll be honest. It, we've had an evolution. Do you remember the, if, if you were listening at the start, thank you. And my respects, please, if you can prove it, let me know. Um, originally podcast. You know, just churn them out. Then uh, I turned it into a radio show, and so what I did was I just pushed the radio show out as a podcast, and then it was shorter, and people got the irrits because it wasn't quite the same. And then that ended, and I struggled to kind of get back into the groove. But it was so I was just doing short little ten and twenty and thirty minute things, and then we got back into the groove, and then. I would assume it's probably around 2016 or somewhere, I feel like. Um, maybe even earlier, 15. We we started doing the EFTM with uh, Bowen and Jeff. Um, and then we, we took a break uh, and then we came back with EFTM just being what your tech life originally was. Just me, you, chatting about tech and cars and whatever, but mainly tech. And that's what we are. Happy days is what I say. And thank you for listening. <coughs> Now, for those of you who don't follow me on Instagram, why the hell not? Also, if you haven't joined the EFTM WhatsApp channel, what the hell's wrong with you? Um, It's a bit of interesting, fun, like a one-way social media kind of thing. I'm liking it. I really am. Uh, And we're about to hit 20,000 followers there, which is awesome. Um, But on Instagram, I did share some, uh, some posts and on TikTok too. Um, about the installation of the 100-inch TV at my place. And I just wanted to give a massive shout-out to the guys at Universal Home Theatre, who I did pay for the installation, just in case you think uh, something else of it. Um, Andy and the team um, have installed hundreds, probably thousands of TVs across Australia, and I think they do an absolute pearl of a job. And When I had a 100-inch TV box sitting in my lounge room, I thought, I'm nervous just to even open the box. And my, I thought with my kids, because I knew Andy couldn't come for a little while, I thought maybe we'll just open it up and try and put the legs on it and sit it up. I'm so glad we didn't try that. It's it's a 73 kilogram TV, the Hisense uh, U7KAU, I think it's called. Uh, it's, the, it's the $6,999 100-inch TV you can find uh, around the shop now. I actually saw it at $5,999 recently. Anyway, long story short, Andy and the team did an amazing job. It looks amazing. It's spot on level. It's clean. They clean up after themselves. They even took away, even though I was happy to take the box of the recycling, they took it all away. So that was awesome. And um, if you're getting a TV this Black Friday, any brand, do me a favor, look up Universal Home Theater. Now, I know it's a painful job and there's there's new things that Andy and the team are doing. They're doing large outdoor audio installations so you know if you've got big money to spend they can install huge and, and stunning outdoor audio um uh, arrangements into your garden basically um so they're really branching out there pardon the pun but um they still do tvs even though i think it's a, it's a challenge to drive all the way around the city all day every day and you know the fuel costs are going up it's not not easy oh, if i was andy i'd just put the prices up so i always think i think it's uh it's relatively affordable if you're spending two and a half plus on a TV, then you should spend, you know, three to $600 on the installation. Either that or you've got to, you know, work a really good deal with the retailer and make sure they're doing that. But I'm just saying, in terms of who I trust, Universal Home Theatre. They're amazing. And, of course, if you've got an actual home theatre room, they can do the whole thing from starry lights to big screen to seating and all that stuff, like wildly cool stuff that they can do. So... It's awesome. And I will uh, spend a bit of time in the next two weeks giving you a bit more news and, and review on the Hisense U7 KAU, which is stunning. And I'm telling you, it is the perfect size for my large lounge room. We sit about four meters back from the TV on the main lounge. It's unbelievably good. Watch the V8s on the weekend, Watch uh, watching SID Squad Live on YouTube. It looks bloody awesome. So the idea of go be go home, I'm not holding back. I'm telling you, you should get the biggest TV you can afford because it's awesome. And what a fun time that's going to be this Black Friday. (laughs) Thank you to all the callers this week. Thank you to Tony Brown from LG for his insights on Black Friday and through to Cyber Monday. And uh, hopefully you will snag a deal uh, in a little under a month from now. Folks, let me know what you're in the market for. If you are in the market, get in touch. Um, I'll try and help you out in the meantime, in the leading up to that. Um, I am here next week, and then we'll be away for a week. Uh, Stephen and I are going to China with OPPO, and uh, so there won't be a show that week, um, but we'll be here Black Friday week as well.
0: It's all happening
2: here on the EFTM podcast. Thanks for your company. Chat soon. EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM podcast.